Blog Talk Radio. Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clive the Cool Dude Forrester, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hillier the Fire Breather Sobers. Today, not your producer, the man. Man. We are producers. We are the producers. <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> well, hey, hey, and I tell you, this has been quite um, a, a, you know, a season that we've been having, quite a show that we've been organizing um, yeah. for today. Today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, Season 4, Episode 10, this is actually, um, this, this episode marks our season break. We'll be going on a break until um, January. Yes. But this show that we're, we're having today, hashtag Life in Leggings, Caribbean yes, Women and Sexual Violence. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, putting together this show has really brought to our attention the, the, the pervasiveness of yes. um, sexual, assault, sexual assault and violence that has been, you know, propagated against Caribbean women all over the region, in the diaspora as well. And it's, it's really shocking when um, we looked at some of these stories uh, on, on, you know, on social media, whether Facebook yes. or on Twitter. And here at the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show, we've decided to talk to the persons who originated this um, this trend on social media, the movement, life in leggings, as well as a number of other women who have been integral in sharing their stories and so on yes. on social media. Mm-hmm. So we have quite a show lined up for you today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I guess we could issue some warnings that some of the stories might have triggers for um, yes. some of our listeners, right? We're, we're yes. dealing with stories of, um, you know, sexual violence, sexual assault, rape, Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, incest, you name it, fine. And um, some of those stories that we might hear today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show might have triggers for some of our listeners. So, right, because uh, in fact, we have asked, you know, I mean, because in fact, I mean, our guests um, include, you know, um, Ronald, um, Ronald King, um, and Alison Bent, um, who are the who was a duo who started the movement. Um, also, we are going to be hearing from Juliet Mon, um, Mandy Cummings, um, uh, all of all of these are women from Barbados, you know, who were who we're hoping to hear talk about the movement, talk about the stories that they've heard, and indeed yes. they've invited other women to call in and to participate. So, 
you know, right. for those who are interested, we have a chat room available as well. Um, you know, don't you know, don't be don't be shy. We're also expecting to hear from Taito Heron uh, from Jamaica, um, and of course, and Sharon Smith, uh, former Airman um host um, and panelist um, of our of our series. She also will be will be part of, of of the discussion. I just want to let you know that Mandy is having some problems in connecting. Um, so I am going to during the during the first segment I'm going to be um, working on bringing her in um, via another route, just to let you know. But she is you know ready to come on. Clive, you're breaking up. Say again. No, I'm saying sorry about that. I'm saying that Mandy Mandy is having some problems in connecting with us. Mandy and and Alison Ben are, are together. So I will be trying during our first segment on Cuba to bring them in via another route since they're having problems in connecting with us from Barbados. You got that? Hello? 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 Clive? 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 Oh, fuck, what's going on? Hello? Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Myself and the Fire Breather Sobers are here talking to Commissioner Margaret McCauley who is the rapporteur on, remind me again, Hilaire? Rapporteur on the Rights of Women at the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights, and I might add a former judge of the Inter-American Court and one of the, one of the Caribbean's leading figures on the rights of women. All right, that sounds good. And, and Hilaire, don't forget Afro-descendants. <laughs> Afro-descendants. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. How could yes, we forget yes. that? Thank you very yes. much, uh, Commissioner McCauley, for joining us on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show this morning. This is a pre-recorded interview, by the way, so we're just going to interview you for like five minutes on yes. this topic that we're discussing. Good morning, Hilaire, and I'm sorry that I can't call into the program through the traditional means, but in this situation, the ends justify the means, and I thank you for your creativity in getting me in, in making this proposal to get me involved. I am Donna Ford and I'm the Chargé d'Affaires for the Embassy of Barbados here in Havana, Cuba. And yes, as you know, Cuba has been um, under a period of mourning since November 25th when former President, Comandante and Chief Fidel Castro died at the age of 90. And the period of mourning which started on November 25th should end on the 4th of December on the 4th of December um, the what I've been observing here for the most part um, you know I, most people are sad and it has caused a great deal of reflection certainly because of the majestic role that um, Fidel Castro had um, here in Cuba. Certainly, he was the president for since you know he was the president, and he touched lives in a different way. He certainly came into 
his presidency um, by a widely acclaimed and popular revolution, and he came into Havana in 1959. And even for my own part, although he had been ailing for oh, the entire period that I've been here, and I've been here six years, and he stepped down from his presidency after due to ill health 10 years ago, it, you know, his death still caused an impact. And on my own part, it was sad to see him leave Havana to watch the funeral service and to see the procession, to see him being brought out in a small box, to see his cremated remains being brought out in a small box. So that also had, you know, that was also a bit of a shock for me and as well as for my staff. And Fidel, he, the, the kind of leader he was, he was a very hands-on leader, and so he had a role in everything. I've heard people say, for example, um, you know, whenever there was a flood, whenever there was a hurricane, Fidel was there. If there was, he even, there was a case where Cubans were even given a certain type of pressure cooker to cook, and Fidel was on television showing them how to use it. Down to the, you know, almost every project, every scenario in Cuba you know, has some kind of, of, of Fidel linkage, some kind of Fidel impact. So certainly his death has been felt. The question about prospects for Cuba after Fidel, well, as, as, I, as I told you, Fidel has been off the scene now for 10 years, and he tended to play a largely protocolary role because leaders who would visit, including, um, you know, Caribbean prime ministers, whenever he was well, he would receive visitors. And, search, and whenever he was well, especially in the earlier days of his retirement, he wrote a column in the newspaper. And here in Cuba, the, the column um, would take up, you know, a, a page or two. And even though it was in the newspaper, it would be read aloud on television. So you had no way of escaping Fidel's opinion when he wrote his column on any subject that grabbed his attention at the time. And we know that Fidel must have been ailing because we never got Fidel's opinion on the recent U.S. elections. And certainly Fidel would have had an opinion on that, and and we never got to hear it. Um, Cuba without Fidel, basically the structure of Cuba is very much in place. Um, you have the party, you have the government, and Fidel held no public office um, over the past, 10 years. So the government and the party will continue pretty much as it is. The policies which have been approved um, in the party congress and certainly in the assembly, the, the, the assembly will pretty much continue and determine the policies that will govern the country. The, there are a number of programs which have been identified, which have been identified and those will pretty much continue. What we need to look at um, down the road is this scenario, is whether President Raul Castro steps down, as he indicated that he would, and so far Raul um, has a, appears to be a man who will stick um, to his word, and he's indicated that he would not be um, staying on in power definitively, and he's actually given a departure date, so we will see what will happen in 2018, and then, you will be needed, then we will need to contemplate a post-Castro future. But Raul has indicated that he'll be stepping down from the presidency, but he will still have a role in the party.
and the party and the the Politburo determined policy. So even though he may not be be directly responsible for the day-to-day run-ins, if he's in the party, he will still have some type of active engagement. I don't think that we can expect a great deal to change, not in the short term, because things in Cuba do tend to happen slowly, and they do take their time and do things. But in the time that I've been here, I've seen some changes. I can point out to you the immigration policy. Um, Cubans before, Cubans could not leave the country for longer than 11 months without losing their citizenship. Cubans are now free to travel anywhere where they can get a visa. The exit visa requirements have been cancelled. Also, Cubans um, can travel and work outside and, um, and they can spend 18 months outside of the country and then they can come back. Um, many of the Cubans who had left without permission and who had stayed away longer, the defectors, um, are you know able to come back to the country and, and, and settle here. There are a number of things. Cubans can now buy pro- and sell property. And before permission needed to be given to stay in a Cuban home, Cubans can now rent out rooms in their house to visitors. And that actually has been a major asset to the uh, booming tourist industries, where there, tourist industry, where there's a significant shortage of rooms. Um, but as a change here is always slow. What we need to see is what will change on the other side, because certainly one of the most heralded developments in recent times has been the rapprochement between Cuba and the United States. And certainly, President-elect Donald Trump has been making some noises that that is not likely to continue. And we see that the um, the opposition to the relations with Cuba, the congressmen, the Republican congressmen, uh, many of them um, Americans of Cuban origin, that they too have been rallying and, and, and strengthening to try to see if they can overturn the rapprochement. So we'd have to see how what shapes up after January the 8th, after the new president is installed. But from the end, Cuba will continue doing what it has to do. Cuba, as I said, they do things slowly, and the Cuban government pretty much knows what it wants to do for Cubans. So I don't think that any of that will be significantly affected by Castro's death. There's a void, and it certainly helped that Fidel, as I said to in earlier, was off the scene for 10 years. Had he died in office, I think the impact would have been tremendous. But in some respects, it may have been good that he was away from the scene and that from time to time, whenever he appeared, the public would see that he was weak and that he was ailing. And as sad as it was, they could see that he was preparing to leave. So I will stop there for now. Hi, welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. That was the first of two pre-recorded interviews that we have. The yes. second pre-recorded interview is by uh, Commissioner Margaret McCauley of the Organization of American States, and she's a rapporteur on women and um, the rights of women. 
Right, and, um, and she has some special words of, of encouragement for the Life in Leggings movement. Um, so that's a, that's a special surprise for our, our women today. Go for it, Clive. All right, good. Here we go. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show. Myself and the Fire Breather Sobers are here talking to Commissioner Margaret McCauley, who is the rapporteur on Remenegin Hillier. Rapporteur on the Rights of Women at the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights, and I might add a former judge of the Inter-American Court and one of the one of the Caribbean's leading figures on the rights of women. All right, that sounds good. And, and Hillel, don't forget Afro-descendants. Afro-descendants. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. How yes, could we yes, forget yes. that? Thank you very yes. much, uh, Commissioner McCauley, for joining us on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show this morning. This is a pre-recorded interview, by the way, so we're just going to interview you for like five minutes on yes. this topic that we're discussing this afternoon, life in leggings. Um, Hilary, yes. why don't you lead off the question? I'll with, lead uh, off. Commissioner I'll lead McCauley. off. Well, well, um, well as, as you know, Commissioner McCauley, over since... Um, the end of November in commemoration of United Nations International Day for Elimination of Violence. Uh, social media movement has taken has taken flight. It's called Life in Leggings. Um, and it was it was it was founded or started by two Barbadian women, uh, Ronald King and her friend Alison Ben. And according to them, the hashtag encourages women to share their sexual assault experiences with men so that men on their timeline and elsewhere are forced to acknowledge that every single woman they know experiences this. Um, and they, they explain that life in leggings was chosen because leggings are the main article of clothing that are considered slack, quote-unquote, and almost every woman from all walks of life owns a pair. So from... Your, your vantage point as, 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 as a commissioner and as rapporteur on the rights of women, um, I mean, how do, you, how do you see the movement, firstly? And secondly, how do you think that um, the inter-American system can perhaps assist in advancing this movement? Commissioner McCauley. Okay. Um, well, firstly, I, I applaud um, this system. Uh, uh, yes. What is it called? Life in Leggings. Life, life in like, like, right, um, it's a hashtag like, that, that has been trending like, on social media for the past week and a half among Caribbean persons. Yeah. You know. uh -huh. I, I, I think it's a very good um, um, idea that these young women have started this. And um, one thing, too, it will highlight the number of women who have had um, um, violations of their, their rights yeah. in a sexual manner. Um, yes. um, who have not felt confident enough yes. to report it. Yes. And exactly. who have not probably, and I'm sure the large majority of them, have not received protection uh, um, on the law and from the yes. state. Yes. And, yes. and as, as the rapporteur in the inter-American system, I have to point out that Barbados has ratified the convention the yes. American Convention on Human Rights, and yes. it, it is therefore fully obligated yes. to protect all women in public and private spaces against yes. violations of their rights. Yes. So, if, if, I, if I remember rightly, this, most of, lots of the incidents happen on the streets. Yes. Quite, and, 
fear of their rights being violated. Quite so, quite so. so on Facebook and Twitter as well. We have about 40 seconds left, and I'd like to know, yes, I'd like to know, uh, Macaulay, really quick, will you be tweeting about life in leggings later? Will you retweet or use that hashtag later on this week? We have to leave now because uh, we, we we have like 10 seconds left on the feed. Okay, the all right, recording. okay, all right. I'll, I'll put it to Margaret offline. All right, thank you very much, okay. uh, Commissioner. Have a good day. Thank you. Hi, welcome back to the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show. So we are going right now to our first break on the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show. And afterwards, we will be talking to the women behind the Life in Leggings hashtag. Stay tuned to the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show. This is Alicia Keith with Superwoman.
Welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clyde the Coldwood Parser, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hilaire the Fire Breather So, but Hilaire, we just listened yes, to, um, you know, Margaret McCauley um, and Donna Ford, who um, spoke with us with two pre-recorded interviews. And now we want to go right into the life in leggings discussion and I'm going to bring in all our guests here that we have in the studio, Jalen Muman, Ronel and Rissé, um, as well as Mandy and Mandy and Allison. It's Mandy um let me Allison. give you the full rundown. It's Ronel King, Ronel King and Ronel King and um and, and Mandy Cummings, there's um Rissé, Chadderton Charles um, there is Alison Ben, otherwise known as RT Maria, I believe. Um, and all of them are, are, are the pioneers, I would consider, of the life and leggings movement. Welcome to the show, ladies. Hi, Thank you for having us. Oh, pleasure. Hi, oh, pleasure. Uh, listen, man, this is really, this, you, you, I mean, I really have to congratulate you all. Um, and in particular, I want to start with, um, with Ronald and Alison, I mean, what is it that, that, that prompted you to start this, this social media movement that has seemed to have taken off by storm in the, in the Caribbean? Um, let's start with, let's start with Ronald and then, and then Alison. Well, I was just with personal experiences um, from my own daily sexual harassment and my personal experience mm-hmm. with sexual abuse. Um, that started the my um, reason for the hashtag. Um, so what I did was that I had the idea, and I met my best friend, Allison, and I told mm-hmm. her, hey, yeah. I want to create this hashtag that encourages women who experience the sexual harassment and sexual abuse to speak out on their experiences so that also people can know how, especially men, would know how often this happens. So, Every single yeah. woman that they know has experience of this, and this is not just one person or one type of woman that experiences yeah. this. Because um, urban women recently thrown us, and that they deserve this because it's completely incorrect. Now you have urban and um, what you call bougie women um, coming out with their right. experiences. You have ministers coming out with their experiences saying this happens to us as well, and it was very needed. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Wow. Yeah. All right, if I, if I might just bring in Alison quickly. Alison, could you give us an idea, I mean, in quantitative terms, I mean, how far has this movement spread? I mean, how many stories are, are being generated? I mean, give us a sense of what's going on in Barbados and the Caribbean. Alison? Okay, a couple of days ago, I could have told you right now, we have turned in over 2,000 stories. Wow. But what happened is there was a huge leap when another website offering anonymity joined it from another country in the region. Yes. So we can't give you an absolute number right now. Mm-hmm. We have a website itself taking in over 50 stories a day. Whoa. And that's completely separate to us. I can tell you it's reaching Israel and Japan. Wow. I can tell you 
really? the Caribbean itself has linked together as far north as the Bahamas going into Florida, as okay. far down as Guyana and Suriname. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is fantastic. That's phenomenal. Now, if yes, I so it's literally, it's in, literally global now at this stage. It's global. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's definitely a global movement now. It is okay. definitely a global movement. We're being featured on Global Voices website. Mm-hmm. We're being featured by international bloggers who yes. are picking us up. Sophia Quintero is adding her voice to the cause. So this is no longer a regional thing. This is now officially internationally international. Yes, yes. I want to hear from um from Mandy. Mandy, what what is what is your role in the movement? And I mean, what, how did you get involved? Um, well, the, to make a very long story short, I'm very good friends with Allison and Ronell. Yeah. Um, and when when they started it, um, I was one of the first after them to pick up the the hashtag and start and start trending and start posting my stories. Yes. And then also. Um, allowing women to message me in my inbox and let me share their stories for them um, mm-hmm. uh, anonymously. So, yeah. um, and that was just, it's the same for pretty much all of the people in the movement. We say, I guess, uh, as well, we were some mm-hmm. first to pick it up just yeah. from being close to Ronell and, and Allison and, and also just in general sharing our stories on a daily basis with each other to yeah. commiserate, oh my God, this, this man called at me today or so-and-so followed me today. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a, thing that we talk about yeah so when yeah. i started and i saw her started i i was hesitant for a moment and i said you know no i am i decided i'm going to share my stories and then women started messaging me like oh my goodness that happened to me yes. and it took off from yes yes now if i might put this now to to Rissé, Rissé, what in your estimation has been the or in your experience has been the reaction from the men because i know there from what i understand there have been sort of mixed reactions Rissé? Well, um, we've had a real push for We have some really amazing men who know how to support um, women mm-hmm. in this fight. And they have, they have really come out and said that they support us. There was actually a, a hashtag, support your women, which was, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That was a friend of ours called Sun Zoom started that. But that was fantastic. Yeah. What many of the men that I've seen have been saying has been a lot of, um, it's not our time to speak. It is time to support women in this in this endeavor. We will have yeah. our time back. It is not now. And we sincerely appreciate mm-hmm. that. Sorry, Rissé, you're, you're breaking up a bit. Can you go get that closer to your microphone? I am, I am a little closer. closer to the mic. Is that a little bit better? Yes, yes. a little better. Yes, it's a little better now. Yes. So yes. the men, so there have been, there have been a lot of really mature men who have been supporting us and who have been, who have been doing the right things. We have had yes. some masculine pushback where um, have some men who have been trying to all about them, and instead of understanding where the women have been coming from. As they were, they were feeling excluded. And for me, that speaks against patriarchy and to misogyny, yes. where men often train that anything that woman does is their right yes. to be involved and to be centered in that that happens to women. And and that yes. is that is the reflection of the that 
that is a reflection of misogyny within it. Wow. Yes. Well, so oh, I, boy. I, I, oh boy. I'd like, I'd like to ask a quick question because um, I, I guess one of the the missions or the goals of this movement is to kind of bring um, to the public's awareness the the whole pervasive sexual assault and sexual violence is against Caribbean women. Are there any stories that shocked any of you or any um, persons that, that you were surprised that even this person um, experienced, you know, almost the same kind of assault that, that any other person would have experienced? Because I, I saw some stories that I was really shocked by. Um, were there any stories that shocked any of you, uh, ladies? You know, whether, you know, in school or the person that it happened to, were you shocked? No, I have to say no, because um, the things that have happened to me, I, I think people, you know, think that because you're, you know, in Barbados, we call it a heights and terrace girl, that you're not going to, that these thing, kind of things don't happen. But for me, right, yeah. things were tragic. Things were tragic, but they weren't necessarily shocking. Things mm-hmm. were tragic. Things, well, things yeah. like four-year-olds being assaulted, things like grandmothers mm-hmm. being assaulted. Um, lawyers yes. and doctors being assaulted, all of those kinds of things are tragic. But even that, you know, when I when I was quite young, when I was maybe 17 or so, um, the group mm-hmm. women, the young women that I hung out with, there were probably six or seven of us. Of that mm-hmm. six or seven, at least five of those women could speak some story of assault. And we were not. Yes. So, and, and that, so none of the stories for me are particularly shocking, but they are all tragic. Yes. Right, right. Well. Juliet Mon, Juliet Mon, we have to bring you in. Juliet, are you there? I'm here, Hilaire. Yes, no, Juliet, you are known to. Go ahead, go ahead, Hilaire. Yes, no, no, I was saying that I, I know you as a chronicler. You know, you are a chronicler of stories, and I, I would love to hear from you. Um, whether a you have any stories of your own to share, or are there any spe- specific stories of other women that you would like to share? Well, um, thanks for bringing me on the show. I'm not on the core team, as it were, but very mm-hmm. early on, from the time I saw Alison and Mandy start to post, um, I mean, I really dug what they were trying to do. And to see yes. it catch a fire in the way that it has um, has surpassed yes. any any movement that I've seen recently um, in our yes. Caribbean landscape. But in terms of yes. my own personal stories, yes, um, you just asked the question about what was shocking, and certainly the individual mm-hmm. stories. You've heard things around it, you know, here and there, but the quantity mm-hmm. of these experiences yeah. and similar experiences taking place. It's overwhelming, you know, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. even us as women, we have to look at it and say, you know, are we really safe, you know? Yes. Um, so yes, I do have stories, whether it is, you know, going to the beach as a, as a young girl and a, mm-hmm. a man masturbating on the shore, Whoa. you know, mm-hmm. and, and even when you, when you say to the man, we can see you, this is disgusting, you're a pervert, he's not letting up, right. you try to swim down, he's following you. And when I posted that, I, you know, I was amazed at how many women were like, yes. oh, yes, that's happened so many times, right? That's happened to me, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and as, as, many of the, as, as many of the others have said, you know, as a young person 
growing up in Barbados and I grew up in the Heights and Terraces as well. And I was not right. immune to, you know, persons trying to take advantage, um, mm-hmm. you know, members of uh, family members of probably friends or what's not being touchy and trying to put you in, in, in certain situations. So yes, it's, you know, it, it was it, when I saw it taking place, if anything, all the memories that you had kind of buried in the back of your head started to right. surface. Right. And, yes. and, yes. and I know that was true of so many other persons. Um, but you talked about the Chronicles and stuff, and I assume you're mentioning Sensatia. Well, I'm the thinking of that too, but I'm also thinking of whether or not you'd be going on to chronicle what is, you know, this movement as well. I've been thinking about it. Um, right now I'm finishing mm-hmm. up a project, but I would love to, to kind of sit down and put it all together. Um, again, yes. this is possibly something that I, I could assist with the, the group. I'm not sure what yes. their plans are, but um, right. yeah, right. I mean, returning well, I, to... I'm, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. On that note, I just wanted to ask both Ronel and Alison whether or not, um, you know, they were inspired to initiate this movement by International International Day for the Elimination of Women, and also a very hard-hitting video by Sheria Norris. Um, Ronel, first you, and then Alison. Um, Ronel. I didn't know about this day, but I restarted on day one, and I got yeah. attention. Okay. Two, I was um forces them to bring um, awareness to them as well. Um, in regards to Chantel. Sorry, Ronald, Ronald, you're breaking up a bit, so just slow down just a little bit. Try and correct it. Go ahead. Okay, um, right. So Ronald, hold your horses because you're breaking up a lot, so I probably may have to try a different link for you. Um so while we're working on that, Alison, could you could you take over? Alison? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna try and fix Ronald, so go ahead. With what I just asked. Basically, what inspired me is the fact that I've been living this life cross across different classes because I grew up middle class. Yes. And as an adult, I made the conscious choice to leave the middle class life and live a ghetto urban life. Mm-hmm. To put it privately, I made that conscious choice to not keep up appearances and to speak to people as they're presented to me with a humble eye. Basically, yes. but yes. the problem is still a woman, mm-hmm. and in my, it yes. doesn't matter if you look like little Miss Prism and proper from the heights and terraces. It doesn't matter if you look like Shaniqua from down in the ghetto on the block. Mm-hmm. If a man disrespect you, he's going to disrespect you. I have been speaking about this. You can find my blogs on Artemis Ironhide. Yes, actually, find me speaking about this several times for years, mm-hmm. including when I had to compare the culture shock from actually being able to wear what I wanted, mm-hmm. stared at, leered at, or addressed as that fat ting-ting girl. No. <laughs> there was a catalyst, there was a catalyst wow. moment 
that dragged it into the eye of the population, but I'd been there for a while. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. All right, we have to take our next break. But when we come back, um we'll we'll continue the discussion and in the interim I'm gonna try and fix Ronel's Ronel's um and and, and Rissa's um co- um connection. Okay, Clive. Connection. Okay. All right, stand by for the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. I'm going to play for your TLC on Pretty. After the break, we'll be joined by Taito Heron, who is a gender and development specialist, researcher, um, based in Jamaica. She'll be joining us on the live on Yard Skeptics Radio Show as well. Stay tuned. Hashtag life in leggings. Oh 
Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. I am Clive, the cool dude for and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hillier, the five the sober. Today, on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are actually talking about the trending hashtag life in, life in leggings, which was started by two um, you know, really brave sisters out of Barbados, bringing light to the issues that Caribbean women face as it relates to sexual assault and sexual violence right here in the Caribbean, you know, right at home in the Caribbean. And, you know, it has really taken social media by storm, to say the least. Um, you know, a conservative count would suggest that thousands of um, stories of, you know, women, Caribbean women, as young as four-year-olds, as old as in their 80s, who suffered some kind of sexual violence. And it's really... Um, heartbreaking at times to see and to read and to hear some of these stories. And it, it, it kind of makes you wonder where were all these stories hiding all along? You know, why, why isn't it that this is something that we are more aware of as, as a Caribbean country? So I'm going to bring in our, our guests right now. Um, let me see. Is everybody hearing me clearly? Yeah, I can hear uh, you. Manel, can you hear I'm me? Saying, are you there? Juliet, Juliet Mon, are you yeah, there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I can hear you. Taitu, are you there as well? I'm here. Okay, all right, good, Taitu. All right, so um, we have everybody back online for the most part. Uh, I think Hillier is trying to start out some audio issues. Andy, Hillier? Yeah, man, we got it done. Okay, good. All yes. right, fine. So I, I, I think I think we're 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 all on the same page, you know. So uh, welcome to the show, Taito. Um, Thank you. Long time. You are a gender yes. researcher based in Jamaica. Um, how has the reception to life in leggings, the hashtag in amongst Jamaican women? What what what's the what's the feeling like um, at home in Jamaica, Taito? Um, I mean, from what I've seen online, I would say very welcoming, a, a, a very yeah. mixed, mixed bag of emotions as well, because it stirs up so many things, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yes. But I think in, in general, I would say a real strong sense of, oh, I'm not alone. And mm-hmm. that they can share, that is a space, life, life in leggings has given us a space to not just to share the painful experience of physical and sexual violence, but also to um, realize that women are not alone. And and in speaking out louder, speaking out, sharing the stories, that it gives power back to yourself. Because I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that that you lose when you end up being silent about your experience. Um, I've seen some very powerful testimonies come forth. Um, Mm -hmm. We, I, I, first heard about it from my sister and Daniel who is Bajan and uh, and then another sister and a man Aisha who is also Bajan and then mm-hmm. when I started reading it I sent it to quite a few people yo check this out man because <laughs> you know, yeah. I know that they would either have something to say or would at least share it with other people who they knew that had something to say mm-hmm. and then within a couple of days yeah. we just start to them I come up Nadine friend that mm-hmm. he posted and then Tamika. I mean, it just literally just started coming out. Yes, <laughs> yes. So we, so, so, so we, we Taito, Taito, you, we, we have a situation of Jamaica supporting Barbados. 
Or is, is it Barbados supporting Jamaica? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Barbados. No, man, we support him. We support him. No, no, no. You're, anyway, that's you're right. Because had, it, had, it not, had it not been for, for, for these uh, Asian women, uh, a lot of our Jamaican sisters probably wouldn't have um, you know, been, been emboldened to share their stories. I, I, have I a don't think question, Because we have a question yeah. in the chat room. We have a question from the chat room, but before we go to the question from the chat room, I, I'd like to ask, um, have you gotten any feedback from, from anyone on social media who is worried about the kind of negative attention this movement would bring to the Caribbean, and, and in particular, maybe to Caribbean men? No, who you not direct? so far. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, any member of the panel can, can answer All this right. one, either tight or Jalen, mm. or Mandy, or Juste, um, or Ronel. Either one of you. What, well, I'll you defer know, to the ladies in Barbados first. Okay, has there been any fear that persons have expressed that um, this might bring a kind of negative attention to the Caribbean region? What What are your views on that? No. Um, I don't think that there's been any fear, because yeah. what has happened is we have a lot of people who actually come here and who experience some mm-hmm. of the things that we experience. Mm-hmm. So it's not that people are yes. worried that, oh my gosh, if we talk about it, it's suddenly going to make people not want to come here. When they come here, they see it. Mm-hmm. So, when, so, when, so what we're trying to do is to try to make sure that there's less of it. Yes. You know, we're trying to make sure there's less of it. So mm-hmm. I don't think that there's been any, any sudden... Um, Fear yeah. of what we're saying is is tarnishing the reputation of the, Ca- the Caribbean. The actions of people, the attitudes of the society, is what has tarnished, not our actions. We are not guilty of tarnishing yeah. the reputation. What right. by society do you mean right. men? What yeah. by society do you mean men? Because, you know, one of the things that struck me about, about Sherry and Norris's uh, video. Um, which Julia was kind enough to share with me, is that, boy, there's a lot, there's a lot, it seems, for us men to answer for in terms of not checking the behavior of other men. In fact, I'm sorry, that, that was actually one of the questions that came, a question that came in from the chat room from my wife, Alison. You know, I mean, the question of, 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 of really our responsibility, male responsibility. I mean, why are men so indifferent and don't check the behavior of other men is what she's asking. Answer the question, okay. Clive and, and Hilaire. <laughs> oh, well. No, well, I, I, actually, I actually responded to Alison. I responded to Alison, and my response is, is a very straightforward, very plain and simple response. There is this kind of code that men have, apparently, where, you, you know, we, we, we want to be loyal to the brotherhood, fine? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to ruffle any feathers, this, this kind of thing, and, and maybe it's not so much sexual assault. So, so let me share a quick story, right? So I actually posted a story of my own with the life in, um, life in the hashtag. And my story was, um, this occurred when, when I was in high school. And what happened was that I was at, what do you call it, Boys and Girls National Athletic Championship. It's called it Boys and Girls Jamaica. And my school is an all-boys school, Calabar High School. And and uh, we were on the verge of winning yet another uh, championship. And during the celebration and all of that, you know, we have a lot of people and supporters who were standing in our crowd as well. Now, as a yeah. part of the celebration, to celebrate alongside the women and so on, 
But some of these guys, you know, they, they, they call to the girls, they try to touch them and pinch them and that kind of thing. And, you know, my little nerdy self, I think I was in ninth or 10th grade at the time, I decided that this is going to be my year to be brave enough to call to one of these girls. And um, during the whole celebration and everything, there was this girl who was walking by. And I, I just pinched her, you know, and she turned around and she gave me a dirty look. And I was waiting for her to either cuss two clots or shot me a box. But nothing happened. She just turned right back around and went along on her way. And, and in my post, I was saying this is probably, that might have been the tenth time that happened to her that same day. Um, you know, mm-hmm. she's just a regular mm-hmm. supporter. She's there enjoying the championships. And um, she, you know, by the time that I stretch out my hand to, to, to pinch her on her waist or on her hip, that might have been the tenth time, tenth or twentieth time that somebody did it to her that day. And she was just tired. Fine. And none of the guys that were in the vicinity said anything. Fine. So, you know, it's, part, it's partly because you see that, well, you know, you, you should be um, loyal. Right of motherhood. Right. Yes, it's something that men and boys do. And, um, you know, we, you, you don't ruffle anybody's feathers. Right? You, mm-hmm. you, you, as long as it's not too far. And by too far, we mean like you know, outright rape, right? Um, yeah. As long as it's not too men, men are quite content to, to, to stay silent. But what we I want to put something in that. It's already yeah. miles ahead for a woman. It's already miles right. ahead for women. And, and that is the yeah. reason men stay silent. Yeah. I want, to sh- I want to add to what Clive said because you know, all right. I mean, I I am the son. I am the son of an arch feminist. No question about it. So, you know, but even so, I I was not immune. You know, from the from the lure of 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 what some might call heteropatriarchy. You know, in terms of how you how because I mean, I remember as a youngster at Wilmers. I mean, we used to refer to 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 girls in the most disgusting, sexist ways, and and we we didn't think anything of it. To be honest, I mean, those were the days of referring to, to girls as beef and skeef and skirt and, you know, or we'd refer to them by their no. genitals, you know, um, and, and, and honestly, we didn't really think certainly at that stage, age and stage that there was anything to it. I think I would put in, one of the reasons why I think men tend to avoid getting involved or, or, or checking the behavior of others have to do with have a couple of human traits, not least of which is not as humans we tend to take the line of least resistance. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to confront. We tend to avoid conflict. Secondly, we want to be right, right. You know, so if no, I'm not going to call out a brethren, right? I am now risking being ostracized from the brotherhood. No. That's the last thing you want to That's the last thing you want. No. And the third thing, so, and this part so, is not so much yeah. human, but just simply, but so much man thing, but just we, we, many of us men or males are victims of our own arrested development. Many of us have not moved beyond that stage what I was talking about when I was at Bullman. Anyway, back to the lady. Anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah. can I just say that I think it's interesting to hear yes. both of you, Clive and Hilaire, because it's... Yeah. What I think both of you were honest enough to do is is give account for your own behavior and recognize that even yeah. as and in, along yeah. the continuum of harassment that 
you did it. You are you were an environment yeah, yeah. where it happened. So I think that for one yes, is good. Yes. But the 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 way in which I think we probably need to move from this is is really for for men brave enough to to get outside of their own silence in the brotherhood and hold others yes. and young accountable and to raise their own sons in ways that don't repeat that cycle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's that's ahead. my yeah, point. I, I actually wanted to say that something that we always that we always speak about in my household is how patriarchy hurts everybody. Yes. People mm-hmm. think that patriarchy mm-hmm. only hurts women, but patriarchy mm-hmm. actually hurts, hurts men. Because yes. what I heard there was how toxic masculinity can be where young boys don't actually feel a sense of their own power unless right. they are they're following the herd. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no sense that that if they do something that is not defined as masculine yeah. you know, that they will be considered to be weak. That they will exactly. be considered right. not to be men. And the worst thing that could possibly ever happen is for you to be not considered a real man. So even oh, yes. if your behavior is harmful yes. to to women, mm-hmm. to other people around you, as mm-hmm. long as you're considered a quote unquote real, real man, right. um, it becomes yeah. it becomes acceptable. And that right, is right. definitely something we have to fight against. Oh yeah. In short, yeah, the yes. redefining what it means to be a man. Yes. Uh, being yes, a man does not necessarily yes mean that you that everything that you do has to be about your physical strength right because right. there is strength in resistance right, there is right. strength True. in supporting people who mm-hmm. are weaker than you are right and right. that is and and uh, we should hold men to higher standards mm-hmm. we should not accept that men that men don't have the ability to resist because that is insulting to men. Oh, we okay. should not accept that, yeah. and men should not accept that because y'all are better than that. And we, you know, and I, I love my Caribbean men. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. love my Caribbean men. Yeah. And I just, I, I, and when I say I love them, I mean mm-hmm. that that kind of love. Where when you tell me that you know guys, you know if they see a girl in leggings. That mm-hmm. they can't help but call her, call her out, and I'm like, no, I love y'all enough to know that you are brighter than that, right? That you're right. better than that, I mean, and I want y'all to of, hold yourselves to higher standards. Yes, some indeed. of us are really, indeed, really worthless, really some little worthless cavemen. Some of us are really worthless. I can't, I can't actually oh, no. hear. Say that again, Clive. Your, 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 your volume went down. Okay, I was saying that some yeah. of us are really walkless, really walkless cavemen. <laughs> no, I don't know why that's right. Not always. So I was talking. Listen, listen, it is true. I, you don't have to say it, but I will. Quite a few cavemen. <laughs> the fact that that is accepted, I think, is a problem. All walkless, peggy-reg cavemen. Plain and simple. <laughs> Not. But I think the fact that that is accepted is part of the problem. That yeah. that is not yeah. challenged. Yeah. Is part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But, I agree. But if I might go ahead. Well, I want to hear more from 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 you know from from everybody else. You know, from from Mandy, from um, you know, from 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 uh, everybody. 
you know, if they have anything else they want to add before I before Clive and I come back. Um, um, I, I just wanted to... Go ahead. Sorry, I just, just wanted just, to add mm-hmm. that um, I feel like, to add to what Rise said, mm-hmm. part of it is, I don't know if it is um, attitudes to sex in general in the Caribbean, yes. um, the fact that we don't have comprehensive sexual education, the fact mm-hmm. that our boys are not being taught, because yes, it, it is not about it is not about sex. Rape is not about sex. It's about power. At the mm-hmm. same time, I feel like just from some of the stories that I have seen that I have shared anonymously for women, a lot, some of it, a little bit of it happens because there's experimentation, because they don't yeah. know. They're not taught about consent. They're not taught yeah. about sex and how to deal with it. They're not. We shame, we shame our, our teenagers when they hit 12, 13, 14, and they have raging hormones. We don't teach them how to manage that. Right. I think that's a huge, yeah. huge part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. I think that's better than what mm-hmm. we make them out to be. Like, of course they can control themselves. Of course of course they can they can respect them, but they are not taught how to handle themselves either. And, yes. uh, you know, there's, there's this, this huge puritanical view, evangelical Christian, all those things that, that, mm-hmm. that feed into this notion that sex is bad, don't do it. And then you have people who end up, experimenting so a lot of the cases of that we've seen of women who didn't want to have sex with young or who they were just they were sort of just experimenting and and then it scars them in a way they can't they can't um articulate articulate to their families that yeah. that kind of thing yeah. i think sex education gender education mm-hmm. is incredibly important i think it's not being discussed enough mm-hmm. okay yeah. All right. anybody else before we bring I in a couple of comments, to, actually, from the section. Yes, go ahead. I, I just wanted to add that, that mm. there is an, I mean, we know there's a sense of entitlement over female bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just objectification. It is this sense that, mm-hmm. um, number one, that men are, are owed something, like we, mm-hmm. they're owed access to our bodies somehow, especially as they become partners and all of that. There is this also this yeah. thing. I was talking to a guy recently. He says, "But you know, Juliet, um, what's so wrong with paying them a compliment?" And I always yes. roll my eyes at that because I was thinking to myself, "How dare you think that you were placed on this earth to make me feel valuable?" You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and so there is this psychology. Absolutely. It's very inbred. It's it's it's, it's socialization. That number one, mm-hmm. as women, we should be, you know, grateful for this, um, you know, positive review or feedback from the opposite yeah. sex. But also, the opposite sex, their role is to make sure we understand how beautiful we are and what attributes we have that, that, that are of value. And I'm like, you yeah. know, this is wrong. We, we, there's a lot of, yeah. of, of um, socialization that's, that's come over decades, over centuries, that we have to reverse. Yeah. Right, so this is just right. the first step, but you know, just even counteracting that—that's going to take time, because down right, deep, right, yeah. people still don't understand. You do not have mm-hmm. the right to my body, right, and and right. you don't have the right the, to the, the tell problem, me the something. Of you can... the, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of men have no clue. I have no clue what a what a compliment is. I can't understand for the life. Grandma, yes. Oh, right. Here, here. Mm-hmm. And, and say something like, um, my gosh, your pump pump looks fat today. How is that a compliment? Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How the hell is yeah. something yeah. like that a yeah. compliment? And, you see, 
I, I have witnessed some things, and I've witnessed and I've heard some things, and I'm like, these men, their, their faces are completely exposed when they say these things, and I'm like, they don't realize this. I've been on campus before, University of the West Indies campus, and uh, we were at lunch, a couple of friends, and one of, one of our friends, he stood up to take a phone call, and there was a guy driving by on the ring road, on the ring road. And this man put yeah. his head through the car and said, Browning, you see how you look good? Your pussy must taste good too. And this guy driving. And I'm like, backside is this? <laughs> this man, yeah. is compliment. How the hell could you think that was a compliment to, 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 um, how did tell you? So, I, I don't know, you know. Uh, one of the things that I've, I've wondered Based on how the trend has been evolving, the life-legged trend. Is there, and maybe Hillier could help me answer this as well. Have any of uh-huh. the stories in the information which is legally actionable? Well, that, yes. Uh, the answer and, and, is yes. And the answer is yes. That occurs, what, what name? The answer, answer generally, I would say is yes. Um, and in fact, I want to use that to sort of bring in um, bring in a question I had put to, to, to Commissioner McCauley, but we didn't have a chance to record it. Um, and that is whether or not, you know, there is room or space, you know, for this movement to take advantage of the inter-American human rights system to advance, you know, complaints and the like, or, or if nothing else, to bring greater visibility to, to what is going on in the, in the Caribbean. Um, right, so that I, I would want Hillier. to put. Yes. Before you go into that, Hillier, I'm going to take a quick break. I want to take another quick break because okay. I, I, I'd, like, I'd like you to finish that point and I'd like to hear this okay. view from our panelists as, as well. Whether or not some of these sure. stories, whether or not it's worth pursuing legal action if it is still possible. Because um, yeah. you, know, you, you might have people on the outside saying, oh, well, yes, another Facebook movement, another Facebook challenge. Another Twitter, um, you know, a, a, another Twitter trending movement. But what next? Mm-hmm. So it's yes. okay. to act on some of these things and actually either enforce certain laws or put in place certain measures. What can we do now that the ball has gotten rolling? Stay tuned to the yard. Skeptics yes. the show. Another quick break right here. Take those wash away the memories 
yeah. leave the party yeah. and a half, and I really want to thank them for doing that. I do. In fact, just for those who are just joining us, just want to remind you that we have in studio uh, Ron L. King, Alison Ben, um, Reese uh, Charlton, Charles, Juliet Mon, and Mandy Manning, um, and Taito Heron, um, who are all joining us to talk about this issue. Um, and I just want to go back um, very quickly before, because we do have a few comments we want to take from the comment section, but just to finish the thought I had, uh, well, question that I wanted to pose, um, and that relates to to taking taking action. I mean, as to you speaking primarily, um, of course, at, a, at an international level, um, bringing this issue to the attention of the Inter-American Commission of Human Rights, I just wanted to assure you that um, Commissioner McCauley, who is a rapporteur on the rights of women, would indeed welcome, um, you know, and support, you know, any 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 move, you know, by the by by Le- life and leggings to bring this matter to the attention of the Inter-American Commission. Um, and I and given that I work there, I'd be happy to facilitate in whatever way I can. So, if I might go to to Ronald um, and Alison, um, do you have any plans to take this take this matter? Um, you know, either before the domestic or domestic or international tribunals. Ronnie? Um, right now we're working with organizations to be mm-hmm. able to assist us with doing so. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm, I'm... Ronnie? I'm not hearing you. Sorry, there's a little bit of technical difficulty on my part. Um, mm. If I could, can I let Ansh- uh, Rise answer that for me? Okay. No problem. Rise, go ahead. Sure. Um, right now, remember this has only been a, a week. I know, <laughs> so, I know. Yes. So we are, we, we, we've put together some, some plans. We've had some amazing organizations reach out to us to, yes. to offer us assistance. But yes. right now we're still in the planning stages and we're still okay. in organizational phases. But mm-hmm. you know, in my in my dreams, in my in my in, yes. my in my fantasies, I can I can definitely see that this is that we want to definitely change a whole right. lot about um, legislation as it is in the Caribbean. Right. Um, make it accessible accessible mm-hmm. for women. We want right. to definitely make sure that we can change the attitudes of right. the very people that these women then have to come and tell their stories to. Right. Because if I could just um, mention what um, Commissioner had said, she said yes. you know that there is le- legislation in place, yes. um, and that we definitely have the right yes. to take our complaints to the police. But if the police themselves mm-hmm. are inculcated into this misogynistic patriarchal culture. Right. Where or if complaints are not taken seriously, then right. it doesn't matter if there's legislation. It makes right. absolutely no difference. So, right. it's, so one of the things that we definitely want to do at Life and Leggings is make sure that mm-hmm. not only do the women know that they have the right to make yes. these complaints, but also that the people who are taking the complaints right. take the complaints seriously. Because when right. I walk through yeah. the van stand, and I have to have some man, you know, comment on the size of my backside and how juicy. He thinks right. it looks. Right. You know, what mm-hmm. do I do with that? You know, right. do I find the nearest police officer and point him out and say, you know, that man sexually harassed me? The police right. officer, most of the time I've heard women say, you know, they don't take me seriously. Right, Even right, right. Even if there's legislation on the book, if the police is not going to take you seriously. When I, right. But I was assaulted, um, mm-hmm. the, 
the, the two cops who came to take the report mm-hmm. for, for my assault after, after someone kidnapped me and, wow. me and held me in their house. What? You know, and then assaulted me. Absolutely. And this is a U, this is a UE student, huh? so the that this is some random person. No, right? yeah. <laughs> and after this happened, when the police came to me, you know, one of the things that they said was, "Oh, you're his ex-girlfriend. You must have wanted it." Jesus. And that is an I heard that. that women have to del- have to right. deal with, and right. we're constantly re-traumatized. So, of course. so that is definitely the direction that we want to go. We want to make sure that we are changing the attitudes of the people that victims have to deal with right. so that we can, so that it doesn't become a situation where we're constantly being re-traumatized or ignored right. by the very people who are supposed to be assisting us. Right. If I might add to that, um, because I just want to, 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 to say up front that in the new year, in around March, you know, when the commission has another session um, in Washington, D.C., they will be having uh, thematic hearings. And I, I, I rather suspect that you would be very well placed um, to grab one of the, grab one of the, the limited spots there are um, for a thematic hearing. I mean, and, and why I mention it is that it's one of the easiest ways to bring visibility to the issue at a regional level, and secondly, it also gives you the opportunity to eyeball the government itself. You know, um, because it's one of the tools of accountability that we use at the at the at the regional level. You know, in the inter-American human rights system. So, I mean, I'm just putting it out there as something to to, to consider. But anyway, we haven't heard we ha- haven't heard much from from Alison. Alison, any comments? Well, my comment would relate back to the conversation we was having before about the fact that we have no control over how our bodies are presented to men. Yes. Unless it is a man presenting our body. In terms of legislature, I try not to get into that because I'll be real with you, I am not a lawyer. <laughs> yes. I am yes. I am not yeah, here no, well, my social media experience yes. covering social legislature, PRO, right. we've got all of that covered. Okay. Okay. Uh, I do know I do have my personal experiences with going to police stations in Barbados mm-hmm. and trying to report assault yes. and getting the completely lackadaisical approach from officers. Well, yes. Well, you weren't wearing that, or you know, if you're the home, this will to happen. Yes. And I'm just seriously. Yes. Yes. So yes. 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 Get yes. home yes. if I have to walk across the road mm-hmm. like everybody else. Right. It's yes. not a matter of me personally. It's a matter of someone wanting to violate me. Your job right. is to check and reassure. I'm not feeling any of those right now. Yes, yes, so yes. As a woman, I've had those problems. I have had problems where I went to the police station with my boyfriend, and yes. the police asked my boyfriend, how could you let her walk about like that? Like, yes. my body is on my own. Right, he yes. He's <laughs> to answer for my body. Yes, yes, yes. So there's yeah. a presumption of harassment, you know, that uh, a presumption that you don't own your own body. Let me bring in at this point, I want to bring in a question from Alison Irvin Sobers. Um, and I would like to direct it back at Mandy, to, you know, since I haven't heard her voice in a while. Um, Hi, <laughs> I'm here. Uh, Mandy, um, Alison is asking, can you comment on the numbers of women who enable abuse of women? Would you care to comment on that? Mm. Um, I, 
not, I don't want to comment, I don't want to go too in-depth because I do not have any statistics for you at the moment, but they okay. have started to come out. They're, they're, I have had a few people either message me anonymous stories or just seen them in the, in the hashtag um, yeah. about women being abused by other women. Um, mm-hmm. One that sticks yeah. in my mind, mm-hmm. actually, is about a, a woman saying how when she was very young and she's in school, this child, another five-year-old girl, Mm-hmm. came to her to kiss her and touch her vagina because mm. that was that was how that child was shown love in her house. Okay. Right. So yeah. uh, it, and that that re- that one struck me. But yes, there there have been some um, women. They're starting to come out about their abuse by other women. Yes. 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 All right, Tai Tu. I know that you do research in this area. In you know, so would you be able to share any mm. shed any share any light on it? Well, um, I haven't Thank been you. doing any. I'm I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm yes, hearing yes, you. Hearing okay, you. I'm saying that I haven't done any research in individual or independent capacity recently. Okay. Um, but what I can point to is some of the things that I've been seeing in within the context of working at UN Women, the Jamaica Program Office right. here. Um, right. And from a Jamaican perspective, what we are seeing is an increase in the data uh, which points Mm -hmm. to more women or more girls actually, I should say, under the age of 12 (coughs) being sexually violated. So the girl child, the child, the children, children, particularly the girl child is a very dangerous place um, more than ever before. Um, Right, right. And that's the first trend that we're seeing. So if it was there before, it has gotten even more dangerous now for children under 12 in particular. Um, okay, just right. to clarify something from Alison Irvin Silbers, and in fact, I'll, after you finish the title, I'll go back a bit to Mandy. What she's saying is that she, she's talking about the numbers of women who excuse men or disbelieve other women who say they are abused. That's what mm-hmm. Alison was talking about. Yeah. Title, you can finish oh, and then I'm I am sorry. Okay. Uh, title, and then, and then Mandy. Oh. Okay. Um, well, it's interesting because what you just said, Hilaire, is related to what I was going to say next. Okay, is, go ahead. Um, based on some of this, the information that we've been getting from the, um, the children's registry, is that at least yes. 40% of the children that are reported as, as being sexually violated or, or molested, it's from a family member yes. or a neighbor or a boyfriend. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, okay. We're, we're Mandy? Hearing, we're hearing oh, sorry, 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 sorry. We're finish, finish. Sorry. Okay, continue. And, um, continue. Yeah, and I mean, that's not new, but what is disturbing is that it's more prevalent. The other thing <laughs> that has come up is that um, we're, we're seeing reports of mothers or relatives who are either complicit or don't say anything because of economic economic dependence. And again, this is not new, but what is disturbing is that it has gotten so normalized that it's happening Mm -hmm. more and more. And then there's a lot of silence that I think we have barely Mm -hmm. begun to unearth that surface surrounding incense. You know, mm-hmm. and and child mm-hmm. molestation mm-hmm. in in home settings. Some of those stories <laughs> that come out in the life in leggings 
hashtag, yes. but I really don't think that we're seeing um, the bulk of yes. it. So yeah. it, it. Okay, okay. Mandy? Mandy? Yes, hi. Want, yes, can you come back on, on, the, on that topic? Well, the question Yes, of, I can. I'm sorry. I, mis- yes, I misunderstood the question. Yes. I'm sorry. I misunderstood the question before. So yes. to go back to something that Rise said earlier, um, yes. patriarchy hurts everybody. Yes. Everybody suffers. And the women who are rape apologists, who are um, engaged in respectability politics, you shouldn't wear that. You shouldn't act this way. You should be ladylike. You should keep your legs crossed. Make sure, right. you know, they are all affected by the patriarchy. The me- yes. It's been passed down through the through the ages that mm-hmm. um, that women have to be and look a certain way. And that's been prescribed yes. by the men that have owned mm-hmm. them. Women have mm-hmm. always been defined by what men see and what men want to see. Um, yes. It's also right. common for victims themselves who have themselves mm-hmm. been traumatized, and then they perpetuate the same trauma on other women. I, I don't know if it's a psychological will I survive that yes. this is the way the world is, so why do we bother to You know what I mean? Um, I, mean so I, would, I would say that they are, they are themselves a symptom of the, of the problem, mm-hmm. the patriarchal problem mm-hmm. that we have where the... Yeah. Police women. We police women's behavior. We police what what women wear, mm-hmm. um, what they, what, how they work. I mean, it's it's what it's only been a hundred years since women were allowed to vote in the state. Yes. Right. Yes. So it, all all of it feeds back into this whole toxic masculinity and toxic patriarchy yes. that we have to dismantle. Yes. 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 You Thank know, you. one of the things that <laughs> I'd, I'd like to ask, I'd, I'd like to ask really quickly, and anyone on the panel could add, could answer this. Do women talk about these issues amongst themselves? So forget mm-hmm. social media, yes. forget hashtags. Yes. Women talk about yes. these things because I can tell you, men yes. do not. Yes. Nope. Men do not talk about these things. <laughs> we do have a whole locker room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have yeah. locker oh, so, conversations. We so, have a little girl okay, group that get together and we're going to sit down and talk yeah. about these things. Wow. So you yeah. do talk about them. Yeah, I mean, the reason why, for instance, we were able to spread it, for instance, the hashtag got spread in Jamaica is because you, some of us were able to share it with other women who we knew for sure would have something to say. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, yes. Based on, it's based on earlier conversations, you know, and, and, or, or we, were yes. in a, we were in a group that are supporting other women here um, right. from previous traumatic experiences so we knew that okay let me let me send it to x or let me send it to y you know but but the follow-up question i would have is are you talking to the men because to be honest with you this is not this is not a conversation that i often have i would say not often you know with with women i mean in 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 a kind of targeted way it it might kind of come up in conversation you know kind of casually but not in a kind of specific look i i need to talk to you about x um, well, are I, women doing I, I, I can tell you what I do. Um, yes. I, I, I accept responsibility for my own healing first. Yes. And then I yes. accept responsibility or shared responsibility in a sense <laughs> with being a part of a group of women that accept our own yes. responsibility for healing and moving our lives forward. Um, yes. I accept responsibility for having conversations with my brothers that in yes. that makes that they understand and respect women and have conversations right. with my nephews so that the cycle yes. is, is not repeated outside of his immediate mm-hmm. family. Because even if you grow up, grow somebody in a certain way, the social pressures are different. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I 
not um, and then probably a couple of meal you know a couple of breaks intense conversations mm-hmm. and just break down stuff you know and say yo that not me me, me not in a, that that me not partial to them things and don't come to me with them foolishness that if me and you go hang out and you know so right. there is a way in which I I would do, I do do that actively um, but I can't tell you that I am actively engaging with men to break their participation in patriarchy because to me I I think I am responsible for myself and my mm-hmm. circle of women friends first. Um, okay. If I okay. if I may, Hilaire, yes. um, I I don't have that experience actually. I would say mm-hmm. that unless the topic came up and we specifically had a, a discussion around, let's say, the hashtag mm-hmm. like the vegans, um, for the vast right. majority of my friendships, I would not have known what happened to them, especially in their younger years and all of that. And mm. certainly within the family framework, you wouldn't have granny and mommy talking about, right. you know, sexual harassment or the time they were raped or whatever. Mm-hmm. You You may have an inkling as you get older and you become a woman and something yes. slips around your own life and you start to hear these stories as women. Yes. But um, in right. terms of, of you know, framing our experiences as we grow and sharing the knowledge and kind of dissecting mm-hmm. it and then passing it on to our sons, our brothers and all mm-hmm. of that, not unless there's a, there was a movement like this that would kind of necessitate some kind of dialogue around it. And certainly, I mean, yes. I grew up in middle class, Barbados. I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. Those are the things you don't discuss mm-hmm. at the table. I mean, you know, right. you would have general things about, okay, so a, a young lady does this or a young lady does that. And, you know, young mm-hmm. men don't do this. But, but it, 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 it's never getting to the heart of situations and the reality of the world that we live in. Right? right. So right. for me... <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Wait, hold on. Hold your thought. Hold your thought. We have to go to another I'm, break. I'm sorry. I I wanted to add to what you did. Okay, okay. It's okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's right. That's right. All right. Okay. Let's take a break. Let's take a break, and then we'll bring. We 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 want to definitely hear from you. Um, and when we come back, one of the questions I want to put to, put to everybody, all the ladies, all the women on the panel, is to what extent is re- religion and the church. <laughs> you know, contributing to this state of affairs. Yeah, we are going there. Um, and, and we are we are going there. And and the membership of women in churches, which frankly practice an entrenched patriarchy. Life. Stand by. Stay to the other skeptics radio show, folks. Um, after we come back from the break, we'll also open the phone line. So if there's anybody who's listening who'd like to call in, after the break, would be your time to do so. Stay tuned.
having a few difficulties. Um, but um, but yes, um, I, just to go back, was that was that you, Alison, who wanted to say something? It was Mandy. Um, no, sorry, no, it was me. Yeah. Um, I, I just wanted to ask what Juliet said um, and what we've been talking about. No, we don't necessarily talk to men because men don't even want to hear about when we have periods. I mean, vagina is a bad word. Um, oh, so why would we speak? <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? So it's, it's, how, it's how we're raised. It's how we're raised. So, you know. Um, I also do want to say that yes. I have seen men talking to other men, which is an excellent conversation, mm-hmm. and I, okay. I think that's Good. fantastic. I don't think it's our job, you know, mm-hmm. to it, it is never the job of, you know, marginalized um, and dismissed to to educate the privileged. So yes. it's really great to see other men exercising mm-hmm. their male privilege, mm-hmm. pulling up their brothers, and that's really awesome. Yes, 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 yes. All right, I want to, I, 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 sorry, I, want, I want to address the, 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 an institutional question because, you know, the the, the situation or, or, or that 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 presents itself, you know, not just in the Caribbean but globally. Um, I, I certainly have the view that it is it is fueled, you know, by you know this institution called the church, you know, which tends to 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 validate, you know, patriarchy and all the pathology that go with it. I'm just wondering to what extent are women accomplices to that by being part of church? Um, anybody can take that. Sorry, I just got I just got really excited because I wanted to, to to jump in. I know I jump in, a lot, jump in, jump in, man, jump um, in. We have had for a long time in the Caribbean, the church has been a pillar of of the structures within the Caribbean. Yeah. Yes. Um, quite relatively recently, we've had an influx of the North American evangelical Christianity, Whoa. puritanical Christianity, <laughs> that has has added. To um, the problematic things that mm-hmm. that um, come out of conservative Christian society. Yes. Um, and and please note that that particular brand of evangelical Christianity is deliberately exported yes. to our region and to Africa and yes. parts of and parts of um, Asia. So this is a very deliberate act. Mm-hmm. And what happens with that is you get we get an increase in homophobia, we get mm-hmm. an increase in the misogynistic um, speech, respectability yes. politics, that yes. puts the blame on the victims, right. um, and, and all of that is, is problematic, because if we look at the actual teachings of, of Jesus, uh, there is there's a whole lot that's not actually happening. <laughs> but he was a rat, misogynistic. There's but he was a rap misogynist himself. I don't see any, any woman among his disciples. But what I'm saying is that the, the idea of forgiveness, the idea of passion, the idea yeah. of um, you know of of understanding of understanding right. your fellow human, all of those things seem right. to have been lost in, right. in what is now considered a conservative Christianity that we are quite happy. Right. Unthinkingly. Now, yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem with um, people.
people's choice of religion. Right. But I do think that it is important for us to examine exactly mm-hmm. what it is that we're doing and whether or not we are still being compassionate humans right. as we go forward in our understanding of what it means to follow a particular religion. Right. Right, but you see, my, my problem with that is that is that I think that religion tends to disable capacity for empathy. You know, and that's why I'm wondering to what extent, you know, can we realistically hope, you know, to move this agenda forward, you know, if you have this force, you know, I that is, think, you know? I, I do think structural um, right. re- um, institutions where right. you have to follow a particular formal doctrine right. um, does reduce the capacity for empathy because very often I meet lots of young evangelical Christians who believe in just world theory. They believe that if you are poor, you are poor because you have not worked hard enough. If you have been assaulted, you are assaulted because of something that you did. And and that is a problematic way to approach things. I do not necessarily have a problem with spirituality, with people, you know, deciding that they they have a spiritual connection, but mm-hmm. I think we do need to examine the structures of organized religion and how right. that is impacting our young people and actually preventing them, as you say, from mm-hmm. being compassionate human beings because they're so right. busy following, right. you know, this law, that law, the third law. They never actually examine where they come from. Right. Uh, many mm-hmm. people are. are Love to quote Leviticus regularly. Oh yes, man. Absolutely. Regularly love to quote Leviticus. <laughs> yes. But they're yes. only quoting like two verses of Leviticus. Right, right, right. They're only right, quoting right. two verses. This is not even the shrimp and the, and the, and they got exactly. the Pentecostal blend on. I'm quoting, I'm quoting Leviticus. Yes, 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 yes. Anybody else? Um, I, I'm glad. Anybody wants to jump in? This is Julia. I'm glad you brought this up. I, I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to kind yes. of um, share an observation across yes. the Caribbean, which mm-hmm. is that you're getting the spilling of the religious thought into politics, right? Right. Um, you would have seen it in, in Bahamas. You would have seen it in Grenada. You're seeing it now in Barbados <laughs> with this topic yes. of morality and what's not. And Certainly, as someone that works in gender equality, what you're seeing is the marginalizing or the sidelining of the, the, what encompasses gender equality and how we can achieve it with this LGBT homophobia type of thing. And so, on the one hand, I am concerned that the church is not jumping on board with this, because if you want to talk about morality, if you want to save families, and you want to save the right. world, then why, why are we not seeing these hashtags coming out of churches? And it was just yes. very eloquently described why. But what my concern yes. is, is really around the fact that so far, a lot of the, 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 the governments and the politicians and stuff have been mute. Yes, we've had two examples in Trinidad and yes. Barbados. But how is it that, you know, in, in an era now when everyone is about morality, and certainly in our country they were talking about the next election being about that, about morality. Mm-hmm. How is it that, that this life in Leggings has not been given a higher profile? And that stems again right. to the misogyny, the patriarchy, and the influence of religion. And that's yes. an archaic way of, of thinking. So for me, you know, as, as they said, you know, you can choose your religion, but when it starts to spill over into politics, into policy, into the way that we, you know, into our quest for human rights, 
then it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. yes. I want to jump in. I want to jump in. Jump in. Jump in. <laughs> jump in. All right. I'm going to address two things because she just brought up the issue of the politicians are white or not speaking. Um, But I want to get to the church first so that I just clear the air. It would be lovely to hear the church's input on this revolution. It would be awesome. I don't hold out for it. I really don't because the church is now coming to grips with the forgiveness and tolerance part of Mm -hmm. Christianity. Mm -hmm. The church is now saying, Okay, we need to learn to tolerate. Christ told us to tolerate. Right. There are no concerns. I welcome Christians on a neutral platform. Mm-hmm. You know, that neutral platform that women, regardless of color, class, creed, background, sexuality, they deserve yes. that respect as a human being, whether or not you agree with how they live their life. They right. deserve the same respect as a man walking on the road yes. who you don't know, but you're still going to treat him decently. Right. It doesn't take a short skirt for you to respect a woman because the man walking on the road just now had on a whole. He was shirtless and you respected uh-huh. him. And you yeah. can see way more body. Yeah. So don't come and talk to me. As for the whole political morality campaign that they're running, you mm-hmm. remember when the attorney general opened his face and said, aggressive girls? I was just about to a- ask you about that. Well, I'm an aggressive girl, so of course I'm going to comment on it. Of course I'm going to call him out again on it. Yes. There is a whole campaign started in the country of Barbados with women from Barbados speaking out things that we go through, and not yes. one politician. And not one politician, male, can come yes. forward and say, oh, so this is why we have aggressive girls. Right. Be delicate, low flowers when men are coming at us left and yes. right. I'm, I'm six foot tall and 200 pounds. I can't wow. be a delicate low flower yes. when yes. a man's coming for me. Yes, of course, of course. Boy, to train yourself is being aggressive, and it didn't start for me as an adult. I had yes. to be aggressive from the time I was a girl. Yes, this yes, is yes. That we live with. You are either the aggressive, warmongering, semantasy. Or yes. you're the delicate flower, hope that the patriarchy saves you. The right. women that are in between, they're, they're still hoping that, you know, one day we don't have to wake up and face this. Yes. The whole conversation is going on. So I was so happy to see the regional response, and it was part of the reason why I stopped calling out politicians. Yes. The last time I have not called out politicians because I, I was happy to see regionally hmm? they yes. understood. Yes. Yes. The men yes. Yes. I have women from every class and every age. And they're ready. Yes. I like them. Yes. And you see, this is the only thing well, that comes in Well, I have to say, no, I have to say, because I have to say, Alison, that Adriel Brathwaite, who is mm-hmm. the Attorney General Barbados, is my classmate. And so, on behalf of my generation, on behalf of my con- <laughs> of my contemporary, I apologize profusely. I must say that he does not represent um, in any material way my generation. He certainly does not represent my views. Um, but I, 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 I do think his utterance was entirely um, regrettable. Um, the age I know should know better. Um, but evidently on this occasion did not display it. My apologies, ladies. Carry on. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have to go. <laughs> Here's something else. I have 
class. Um, All but right. I just okay. wanted to say, can you hear me? We're hearing you. We're hearing you. Okay. Try to. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm saying I have to go, but I just wanted to quickly just make one small contribution regarding the uh, the role of the church or our perception in terms of how we should yeah. see or could see the church. It, my my take is very personal and passionate. Mm-hmm. I um I I think that the church with a capital C is the last bastion of mental enslavement in the Caribbean. Um, I agree. I I think that if we can dismantle the church, we will have a set of liberated minds to create, to innovate yeah. more than we already do. We have some who clearly are innovative and so on. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I think the church has a way of indoctrinating children very early through this institution, such as school and Sunday school yes. as well, uh, that mm-hmm. does not contribute to critical thinking to children and young, mm-hmm. young people finding their own voice, learning how to speak for themselves, learning how to think um, strategically right. or creatively because the the, the doctrine or the way it is, it's not necess- the way Christianity is taught here is in a very unquestioning, fundamentalist way. Some, the different, it varies from branch to branch, but the underlying thing yeah. that I see is that accept what you're taught, question nothing. Um, right. And there's also a submission to male authority that I find unacceptable. Right, exactly unacceptable uh-huh. beginning with a male godhead and i i don't even yeah. rem- i just can't work with that one so uh, and that's so not acceptable for me so mm-hmm. to me that's where the, the deconstructing has to begin and i've heard several stories of women in relationships or even in marriages and it's because of their relationship with the church why they they would um continue to accept the abuse or why they even take that much longer to leave. So me and the church are not friends, to be honest. Lord, I hear you. Well, title, Heron, thank you very much for joining us. We just yeah, have a, about five minutes left of the show, so um, uh, after we release you, Taito, I will probably yeah, just thank ask you. everybody to give, you know, like a, a, a one minute to wrap up, um, starting starting with um, starting starting with with with, with Ronel. Um, and then Ronald, and then Allison, and then and then Risa, and then Juliet. Go, go. Uh, Ronald. Oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't understand. Right, so I'm saying we're going to give everybody a minute to give, you know, concluding remarks. So let me start with you, Ronald. Well, in regards to the movement, first I'd like to say that I'm very, very proud of the survivors of sexual harassment and sexual abuse who are coming forward and sharing their stories. It was very, very brave of them, um, especially the, some people experienced um, some instances where they were being silenced within their own personal group, and they broke through. One of the things that I encouraged um some of our supporters to do, and I still continue to encourage, is Uh reaching out to those who are sharing their stories and thanking them for doing so. And let them know that we support them, we believe them. Even if no one in their personal group does not, we believe them. Uh And they have a community across the region, because it's not just Barbados and Trinidad, it's in Antigua, Dominica, um, 
as well as other countries, and they're coming forward using the hashtag to go through timelines to connect and say uh, thank you. And your story encouraged me to speak out. And um, I got a message where someone said to me that they spoke out, and their friend saw their post and spoke out, and now two of them are healing buddies. So that's um, that's great, and it's something that I continue to encourage and thank them for. All right. Thanks, Renelle. All right, Alison, quickly. Um, you and then Risse, then Mandy. Okay, basically, I want to touch on the fact that the support from our regional friends, our regional outreach, it is tremendous. It is to the point where every day I get up, I can see at least, 12 mentions in the last hour, I am personally moved because I did not foresee it getting this big that fast. Mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. it would have been a conversation. Women always want to talk about their problems. Men don't always want to listen, but we're yeah. going to talk. We're not, you're not silencing us. We're yeah. not going to be quiet. So okay. I want everybody who has supported and everybody who they're doubtful, we're not forcing you to comment. We're not forcing you to share your story. If you're comfortable and when you're ready, you can find us. You can find any of the outlets to share your story. We will be here for you. Okay. Thank you so much to Thank everyone you very much. for your right. strength. Right. Reese, Charlotte, and Charles. I just want to say that I, am, I too, am moved by these women, by the mm-hmm. bravery of my sisters. And mm-hmm. my inbox is also flooded with, with messages of, from women who, who tell me that they feel so empowered. They, they don't yet feel comfortable sharing their own stories, yes. but they are so grateful. Mm-hmm. They are so grateful to know that they are not alone. And, ladies, you are not alone. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. And you do not need to feel shame. You do not feel, need to feel shame because you are responsible for your actions and other people are responsible for theirs. And that is all I want to say. Thank you, Risse. Okay, Mandy and then Juliet. Mandy? Um, yeah, I, wanna, I just want to echo the statements of my fellow ladies here mm-hmm. and say how, how proud I am of the women who are sharing. I'm proud to be a part of the movement myself. Um, mm-hmm. Having not been able to share for a very, very long time what was happening or what yes. had happened to um, and I found just in um, in talking to so many of my girlfriends that we sh- when we share stories, we find out we were the exact same age and going through such similar things. One of my friends was raped. One of my friends was assaulted in a bathroom, and and we didn't we never knew. And we uh, had we known and been able to speak about it, you know, among ourselves, who knows what we could have uh, accomplished and how we could have gone over it. When we had the meeting, we had a meeting just for the girls to come together. Try to start organizing life and magazines about a week ago. Um, a, a random lady came up to our table and just looked at all of us and said, Thank you so much. And she couldn't say anymore. Okay. And that it made us just sit and wow. Okay. So, Sharon, keep all moving. All right, thanks. Okay, um, finally, I think we have Juliet. Yeah, really quickly. And then we wrap up. Really quickly, I just have a message for the, the ladies that started this movement. As someone that works mm-hmm. in development and have, has worked in gender equality and all of that kind of stuff, please don't stop. Keep it going. And mm-hmm. by all means, lean on me for any skills and networks that I have um, to amplify the message. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, um, life in leggings, um, uh, social media movement. Thank you very, very much for sharing a couple of hours with us. And yeah, the skeptics is our pleasure to have you. 
Um, and boy, we're out of time, Clive. <laughs>